Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another segment of Broadcasting Politics with Cisco Costa, your host. And tonight we have another segment of Hispanics for Trump. And last week was Latinos for Trump, Hispanics for Trump. And we have a special guest, Marco Gutierrez, who's the former co-founder of Latinos for Trump. And um, he'll be coming on in a couple of minutes, uh, probably around five minutes. So let me jump right in right away on, on the hot topics that are basically taking the nation so drastically to the left and to the right. I mean, very, very, very polarizing news. First of all, Jeffrey Epstein, the convicted pedophile, okay, he was denied bail. Did you think that he was not going to get denied bail? I thought he was going to get over and, and be let go and be free because he's a man of wealth. So I was very surprised. For once, I see justice the criminal justice system actually working. But the most important part of Jeffrey Epstein, in my opinion, is the left-wing media. The left-wing media has been trying to push this narrative of Donald Trump and Jeffrey Epstein. Well, it's failed. They have been trying to protect Bill Clinton who was on the Lolita, Lolita Express 26 times, according to the laws. But the left-wing media is always pinpointing. That is, Donald Trump is the one. So they, they came out with a picture, a picture of, of Jeffrey Epstein and Donald Trump in 1992, just before he got banned from all the Trump resorts because he was inappropriately talking and making advances at little girls. What a disgusting human being, okay? And this is, the, this is who the left, the Bill Clintons and the Shucky Schumers, who, by the way, Shucky Schumer took a lot of money from Jeffrey Epstein, just as many Democrats did. Have they returned the money back? No, but they're, they're ready to condemn and crucify Donald Trump, the president. So the hypocrisy is incredible, totally incredible. But at the end, I see that Jeffrey Epstein is going to pay for what he did. And I hope Bill Clinton and, and his cronies will also pay because they deserve to be paid. So many young kids were, were abused on, on that pedophile island, and they need to be put in prison. I hope once Donald Trump wins the second term that he goes after these individuals because they need to really face justice. And those poor, innocent individual, uh, kids that suffered through the horrendous torture need to see that there's justice in our country. So, Jeffrey Epstein, I don't have any pity for you, and you will pay in prison. Second, this tweets, oh my God, racist tweets, 
Come on. Hispanic is not a race. There's Hispanics that are white. There are Hispanics that are black. There are Hispanics that are brown. There are Hispanics that are yellow. So Hispanic is not a race. So when President Trump made that racist tweet about Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, it's not racist because she is, she's, she's not white or she's not black. She's a mix of different races. So it's not one race. So it's not, in my opinion, it's not a racist. Okay? And the same goes with the, the congresswoman from the state of Michigan, the jihadist. And the, the one from uh, Minnesota. Now, jihadists are not a race. Being Arab is not a race. You know, they, 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 they basically confuse this. But anyway, let's bring on Marco Gutierrez. Marco, welcome to Broadcasting Politics. Thank you for uh, coming on. Hey, thank you for uh, giving me the opportunity to be in your show. Definitely, definitely. It's, it's, it's our pleasure. Now, tell us a, a, a little about yourself in, in regards to, you know, how did you come about founding, co-founding uh, Latinos or Hispanics for Trump? Uh, when did that start? When did you, I mean, when did you become really involved in the politics? Because I know I see that you're Mexican-born, you're a naturalized American citizen. Uh, when did that click? When did you say, uh, were you one, you were of one party and then you changed to another party? When did all this start? You know, I was born and raised in Mexico. I came here when I was about 17. My parents moved the whole family here. Uh-huh. Um, actually, my parents were... Um, admitted through the, they were beneficiary of the Reagan amnesty. Uh, okay. They're, they were working in the fields, and, and you know, I, I really don't know the, the mechanics, how it went down, but they ended up getting a, a, their their residency through that, through that right. time. And so I came here, you know, I, I, um, I really wanted to go back. <laughs> now that Trump's thing sending people back but because um it, it's a it's a pretty big deal you know um you know my life i was born and raised in mexico i never for once thought as a kid that i would end up here in the united states i right. i what i was introduced to the beautiful american dream because of my dad you know he he would tell me what it was like here but so when i came here i i finished high school here um I met my wife in high school, Jennifer. We have uh, six mm-hmm. kids. Um, okay. And I, 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 I walked what, what you could say, uh, you know, the, the path for achieving the American dream. I, I, um, I went to um, my first job was at the flea market, <laughs> and then uh-huh. I went to I went to school. I went to uh, finance school, and then I. I um, Ended up doing real estate, and in the 2000s, when when the booming of the real estate was hot, and ended up mm-hmm. making a lot of money. And, uh, 
and a lot of people would ask me, Marco, are are you having are you having the American dream? Because uh, things were rolling for me. Uh, but in the recession of 2009, mm-hmm. everything collapses, and I, I, I went bankrupt. And that's what like woke me up, you know, and 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 uh, trying to figure out what happened, and, and and I started to read books and articles, and and then I see that everything pointed to Obama. It, it, in a way that, you know, all these stimulus packages, all these regulations that he enacted killed a lot of business. Mm-hmm. I, he did a lot of good work trying to trying to get us a uh, financial, financial recovery. But, um, man, I saw, I live uh, probably 15 minutes from Stockton, California, which is the foreclosure capital of the country, and mm-hmm. was the foreclosure capital of the country. I saw thousands and thousands of families uh, disintegrate uh, because of this this uh, system. We, we the way things went down with the banking system, and um, I saw a lot of the the decisions that Obama made. I mean, there was money given to to help these banks not fail, right? There was uh, about a hundred billion dollars in. And I remember that the only person that really talked about the money was Braybart. Uh, there's a couple of times that right. he had, uh, was on Fox talking a little bit. He kind of like insinuated that Obama was not doing the right thing. Um, now I see that a lot of that money, a lot of the foreclosure money was being used for the healthcare um, act. And, and uh, but so when Donald Trump Trying to recover uh, financially, I Donald Trump comes and he says he's gonna build a wall. He's going to bring jobs back and he's going to, uh, you know, the work in the inner cities and all that. Just I said, shoot, that's great. Somebody has to do something. <laughs> <laughs> so, but but um, but but let me let me let me just interrupt you really uh, quickly on this. So you were you a Democrat? Before 2008, you know, I became a U.S. citizen in 2003 after uh-huh. a lot of work. Um, right. And because I have in Mexico, I I I I've, I've been in commerce for all my life. You know, I used to sell chicles since I was uh-huh. five. Well, you know, I have that experience. I kind of like the, the the Republicans from from the get go. So I raised the Republican, okay. and I, my first okay. my first vote was for for Romney. Um, okay. And uh, it was a it was a experience that I I didn't like it very much, but I was I was rooting for him, you know. Uh, even though he tried to to he tried to reach out to the Hispanic community, but I, I think he 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 did it. And I think I raised a Republican out of the gratitude to, to Reagan, and because I'm I'm really right. grateful that he did help so many Hispanics uh, in the 80s. Mm-hmm. But then right. at the same time, I'm concerned because out of uh, out of all these millions of people, there's very few out there that are giving back. In the way I, I would expect them to, you know, like uh, especially with the Republican Party, because the Republican Party lost. Bush kind of like he he did a good job, but then later on they kind of like they spent a lot of money trying to get uh, this 
this newcomers to sort of like participate, but but for some reason it, it, it's it's the efforts were were just not successful, and I think that the part of my mission is that I feel that somehow we need to wake up this um, this generation and 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 participate. In fact, that is my that is the mission. It's just to to mm-hmm. sort of like expand the base of this low and disproportionate participation of Hispanics. Mainly the, 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 the disproportionate because it is bad for what we call Americans between the left and the right, but when it comes to Hispanics, it's even worse because now you have in some areas like here in California, you have like a 90% 10, like 80-10. It's like we're so far right. to, the, to the left. And it doesn't line up with our with our principles, you know. The biblical principles don't match. The the liberal policies don't match our biblical understanding of life. Right. And and I think our family structure is being is being hurt by these liberal policies. I, I don't see, you know, psychologically, emotionally, morally. This uh, family separation and the real family separation, not the one at the border. <laughs> I'm talking about the family separation in ideology right. at, in the living room and at the dining table. I think that is hurting us a lot more, and it and it's up to all of us, to you, you know, and, and, and your audience out there to to do something about this because. Um, our kids are, are, are there is millions of kids waiting to for us to let let them know which uh, which direction to go, you know. And, and and I think they're confused right now. Right, but but, but I want to I want to touch on something you brought up, which is basically this family separation, uh, the the breaking up of, of of traditional marriage. Okay, which is you know. The Democrats have been pushing this, and they've been pushing a lot of uh, very, very socialist left-wing agenda. But there is something that really is critical that I find it be critical is the fact that today's generation, new generation, doesn't believe that there can be success via the capitalist capitalist way instead. And they're, and they're shifting. They're shifting their focus to go in the direction of socialism, which is the, probably besides the breaking up of the uh, of the families, the socialism part is the most urgent crisis that we're facing, because the young people today are are going in that direction. I mean, even in your in Mexico, Mexico elected a socialist communist as their president. Okay, and that to me is this trend towards socialism, and, and, and it's, it's a very, very dangerous road. What do you think of? Um, how do you feel about that? You know, in Mexico, we are very patriotic, and every Monday morning, I pledge allegiance to the Mexican flag until I was seventeen. Um, mm. it, and it's something that you you are. Uh, called to to be that kind of a patriot, and and um, we are, admire Emiliano Zapata and, and a lot of uh, figures 
But it wasn't until uh, I started following Trump and I got all this opposition from the left, these indigenous groups here in California and southern uh, Mexico, that uh, I mean, uh, United States, that they have adopted Zapatismo. And then I, I started studying a little bit about uh, Zapata. He was a, a so- liberal socialist. Mm-hmm. And so what he did in Mexico was the biggest distribution of wealth the country had ever seen. Uh, and, and Mexico no longer was that beautiful golden age kind of country. Um, they gave this land. His famous quote was, the land is uh, who works it. La tierra es de quien la trabaja. So he gave the land. Right. He took the land from, from the owners and gave it to the people. But the people didn't know how to work it. So they started fighting between them, and, and they didn't produce as the country was structured before. Here, these kids are trying to defend a Mexico that doesn't exist, and that's that's how I really started on this because I did a couple of videos against George Lopez because George Lopez was defending uh, right. all this um, bashing of Trump. Um, and I thought that that wasn't the right, that was, that's not a good thing. It's a little bit anti-American. I really don't know what happened in the 60s with with the Chicano movement and all that. And I know there's a lot of unresolved pain there because a lot of my opposition comes from um, Chicanos. Um, right. But they, they, they're so close-minded. I mean, for them, the white man with blue eyes is the enemy. But I don't see it that way. And I think you talked about the, the capitalism. I think the new, newcomers, the Mexicans that came in the 80s, I don't think they see it that way either. I think they come here to work and to, to, to be of service, and, you know, and to achieve the American dream and, and, um, and be of service to this country. Um, you have well, most Yeah. Go ahead. Well, uh, there, there was just a poll done in Mexico where the majority of Mexicans support the deportation of Central American migrants. Now, and, and we're talking about, we're, we're talking basically socialism, capitalism. So the majority of Mexicans basically, would you consider them to be racist because they don't want Central American migrants in their country? And, and, I'll, and I'll tell you why I'm going in that direction. Okay. In your opinion. Do you consider the majority of Americans, uh, Mexicans to be racist uh, because they support getting rid of uh, these individuals that are destroying uh, Mexico? You know, one thing that I, I, I said, and I, when I said my Sacotrax comments, I actually, something that people don't see what I said is that my culture is very dominant. And what I meant to say by that is, you know, Mexico is very resilient because of its social the, the fabric of how it's composed, like, I would say that we're a little territorial, like, we are very proud of what we have, and and, mm-hmm. and we're, wel- we're welcoming, but if you insult that, uh, especially with the frijolia lady, when she insulted the frijoles, that was a bad thing. You cannot <laughs> insult our food. <laughs> right, right. And, and I think the Central Americans, they were welcome, and they they... they 
enjoyed but also abused a little bit of that hospitality that Mexico has. That they'll, you know, right. they'll let you in in their house and they'll they'll be great hosts. But when, once you cross that line, uh, then that said it. And 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 so Mexico learned the hard way what these people are really doing. And and this is not the traditional immigrant that's looking for a better life, even though they keep I, saying it. Exactly, exactly. That, I'm glad. I'm glad you said that. That's that's where I was heading. Because honestly, you this this the attitude that I see from these people is like they they have gone be, beyond the point of no return. They're more in the in the socialist, um, I guess, uh, side of things where they want things to be catered to them. I mean, it, it's like they're expecting. Mm-hmm. Uh, to do the, all yeah. these things for them, and, and it's not sustainable. And, and I don't think if Mexico doesn't want it, want him, I mean that 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 just tells you that these people, um, there's no there's no amount of help that we we don't have the uh, the, the resources to help these people. No, no, and and you, and you shouldn't. You should take care of your 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 people first, but. What, where I was going at it, uh, the direction I was going is, is that here, Trump supporters and Trump get accused of being racist because we don't want these individuals that are coming here illegally. But again, the poll that was just drawn, I mean, that was just uh, done in Mexico, the majority of Mexicans are opposed to, to these illegal aliens coming into their country. So that was the question I was asking. Do you think that the Mexican people who are opposed to it are racist? <laughs> you know, I don't think they're racist. You know, and, and uh, I, this word racist. Yes. I, I remember that I started hearing that word more and and when Obama came in. And, and before yeah. Obama, mm-hmm. the, the word that would be thrown around was the discrimination. That I was. Uh, a lot of people complain, oh, I'm being discriminated because I'm brown. Now it's not discriminated. You, now they're being racist. You know, that's the, that's, that's the weapon uh, of the left. And, and that puts us at a very, uh, in a very hard position because people don't understand that probably 30% of Mexicans are white. Exactly. <laughs> You know, exactly. so, so if I start talking better, when they talk better about white people, and then my mother-in-law is white, so when I hear people talking better about white people and that they don't like Mexicans, you know, oh, by the way, my mother-in-law, her funeral is tomorrow. She recently died. Oh, I'm, but, so, I'm, I'm sorry to hear that. Sorry for your loss. But she she took me in, and, and I don't think once, she ever made me feel bad or any less because I right. was a a um, a Mexican that came here and went through the path for citizenship. It, it, it's not it's not easy. I mean, it's not like you come here today and then you want to be an American. I mean, it is a process where you're gonna have there's gonna be trials, you know, and, and there's gonna be mistakes. I made a lot of mistakes along the way, right. and. Um, I used to joke a lot about throwing garbage out of my car, you know, because in Mexico, unfortunately, you see all these beautiful oceans and, and, and 
But people have really bad habits. It, it guilty myself. And it took me a while for me to, to, to understand that we live in a developed nation where we have a, a set of regulations, a simple set of tools, a law that keep us, keep our nation together. Right, right. You know, and, and after you get a couple of tickets for throwing garbage out of your car or one, <laughs> that'll put you, <laughs> that'll stop you from doing it, you know? That's, that's a wake-up call. That's a wake-up call. But so, so basically, to go on to uh, this whole situation with the southern border crisis, uh, we were told, we were, we've been told that by the left, that the the whole situation in the southern border is, you know, imaginary. That it's not true. Have you been down? Have you been down to the southern border? I, I went a couple times, and okay. I have a couple good friend, a, fr- a friend of mine. You, you should probably have him on your show. Uh, Anthony Algaro and uh, another guy, Dorian. They're in El Paso, and they do a lot of uh, live streaming of what's going on southern border. Okay. Uh, there's another friend I have, uh, Paloma. She she was in Tijuana. Yeah. For yes, a I while. know about Paloma. Should, yeah, I'm, I'm familiar with Paloma. Yeah. So was it imaginary or is re- I mean, it's real, right? What's going on? It's real. It's real. And you know what? If we don't, that's why I say that the Democrats, uh, uh, they emotionally seduce our communities. Um, and then they, they sort of like cater to this, our fears and insecurities. And, and, and they, they're trying, they're trying to gain the sympathy uh, of Hispanics. It's just like there's white guilt, there is legal guilt. I don't know if you have been exposed to that term, but because I am a legal immigrant, I am supposed to feel guilty for all these people. But you know, it's not my fault. A lot of people will say, "Well, your parents got uh, admitted through through a program." You know, why? I'm like, you know, this different times, different solutions. Right now, right. In fact, that was one of the problems. If we would have fixed the border then, then things would be different right now. But if you do, just like the ICE, former ICE director said, you know, if you legalize this crossing the way they're doing it, you're going to have 10 times more people within months. Right, of course. Yeah. Well, we, we, we have... We have the- the Democrats have defined themselves as the party for open borders. Okay. And they want to, they want to bring as many people from all over the world to come here. You know what really astounded me when I saw so many people coming from Africa. Uh, and I said to myself, how did they get to Mexico? Someone has to be paying them. To fly them because it was like 3,500 of them. You know, a flight from Africa to Mexico, it's not cheap. So, this, this whole thing, in my opinion, and it's not, you know, if anyone thinks it's conspiracy, you know, it's, you have to ask those questions. How did they get from Africa to Mexico? Okay. 
flying because they're not going to get here by, by, by walking. So I think this whole push, and I think it involves the Catholic Church, I think it involves big money people, globalists, individuals that basically are pushing the open border agenda, and they're, they're basically trying to uh, destroy Mexico. They're trying to destroy the you – know, they're just pushing because they want to push these people all over the world. It's happening in Europe, you know, with the, and some countries in Europe have taken steps, you know, like Italy says, you know what, no more refugees. And, and I think when, when countries take a hard line on this, that's when you're going to see, you're going to start seeing results. How do you feel about that? You know, um, Mexico is it's a, a country that accepts, like I told you, you know, they're a great hosts, but you, you're going to have to, um, if they start doing this to Mexico, Mexico is going to fight back, and Mexico is going to be a great ally to the United States. Right. Um, and I saw, you know, when I first saw this, Ruben, there was when, when um, Jeff Sessions came to California, not long ago, mm-hmm. he came to Sacramento because he was suing uh, sanctuary, this, this state, because of uh, the sanctuary law. And outside, there was Kevin DeLeon, which is the leader <laughs> of the Democrats. Yes. He, mm-hmm. he had his little his little march there that they usually do, sort of like a Cesar Chavez-style little march. Then they, they, were, they had all this. They had this music. But I'm Mexican, and it didn't sound Mexican. And we were there counter-protesting them. Um, and then I saw people that I hadn't seen before. And in their military age, probably military-looking you know, guys, talking to me in Spanish and, and, and pushing me around. And this, that same music is the same music they were playing when they first broke the first uh, time in Mexico, the, the first caravan. Mm-hmm. So this, this Kevin De Leon, and there's a bunch of politicians that are in it that they, they had this already sort of like lined up. And, and I don't know what plans they have, and I don't know how far this is going to go because when there was a Mexican judge that um, sort of did like an SB 54. Mm-hmm. The, but in Mexico, where you couldn't talk bad about immigrants in Mexico either. That's, Paloma did have a problem there. Because now right. they're not letting people stream the way we used to in Mexico. Now, you can't even report this um, illegal immigrants in Mexico to the Mexican immigration um, authorities if just because they see they look different. <laughs> but if you have a if you have a black person from Africa that doesn't speak Spanish, I mean, <laughs> that's a pretty good sign they're they're not from there. Right. Right. Yeah, no, it's 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 just out of control. And now Lopez Obrador, we have to be careful with him because he, when he was inaugurated, he read the whole. Um, there is a, a creed for the human rights, and I think like the second article of that creed talks about the right to migrate. It, it I appreciate that. I mean, it's a beautiful creed, but I think they're using it. They're abusing what he said, you know, because he basically he's saying he's not going to stop them. He's just going to control their flow of these immigrants. 
Right. So that could be a problem. And I think that Trump was, he, he made the right, um, the right move by saying he would close the border because that's something that really pushed them back. So thank God for Trump. If we didn't have somebody like Trump, uh, that Lopez Obrador, his, his idea is to have Mexico, you know, to, to the, um, to the globalist uh, agenda. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that 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 is the agenda. I mean, uh, totally uh, open borders and overwhelm the 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 immigration system, overwhelm uh, cities. I mean, look at what has. I mean, you 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 live in California, uh, the sanctuary cities. I mean, California at one point was a beautiful, beautiful state and beautiful cities. Today, California is a mess. I mean. You know, giving uh, illegal aliens uh, driver's license, raising the taxes. I mean, it's the conditions, the living conditions for every Californian that that is trying to make something out of out of life. Uh, it's so difficult. There's an exodus of people leaving California. I mean, well, you've been there for you've been there for a long time. You you've seen you've seen the drastic changes, right? You know, this, this too, uh, I've been to Texas with this Latinos with Trump, Hispanics with Trump movement. There's so many people all over the country that, 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 that really have shown so much love to, for what I do. And, and I, one, that's one thing that I noticed in, in Texas. People in Texas are having fun because your economy is better. You know, you, you get together, you have your barbecues. You, you got all the, here in California, we don't have barbecues anymore, man. There's just no time. Most of the time is invested. And, and working, uh, people are tired. People, they're, 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 the whole dynamics have shifted in a way that we're on a, 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 a um, I want to say, on a defense mode. Um, you right. know, um, it takes a hundred and something dollars to build, build your gas tank. I mean, you have to be careful where you drive to. You know, you're not going to this. It's bad. And it's just the beginning. Gavin Newsom just introduced a big uh, a, a um, budget that is going to drain even more and more. Right. It's it's just it's just going to push push more more uh, middle class uh, Californians out of California. But uh, so, in regards to your push for Donald Trump in 2020, how do you see, you know, what, 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 do you, what is your organization, your groups, what are they doing to focus on 2020 to get as many Hispanics to go the route of um, voting Republican? Well, let, let me just to, to let you know how bad he is in California. You actually, when you go to the store, and, and if you're not in, in food stamps, if you don't put stamps, you, you you get to buy more stuff than regular people. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you, you can tell just by looking at somebody's fridge, who who, who the people that aren't food stamps. They have a lot more food than you. But you actually have to. My wife and I were getting this uh, bacon, and it was like twelve dollars. And we looked at each other like twelve dollars. Yes. Wow. Prices, you know. Twelve dollars for bacon. <laughs> You're yeah, kidding I mean, me. When you start, you are already in a socialist state. When you start worrying about the meat, you, the, what food you're gonna eat, and because I already lived that in Mexico, I, I lived that 
that economy, you know, that, that scarcity, that, that extreme inflation, poverty, inflation, inflation, inflation. Yeah. So it's, it's, you're starting to see this in California and it worries me a lot because uh, my good friend, Will Johnson, just moved to uh, Texas. I don't know if you've heard of him. Uh, yeah. Will Johnson. I'm familiar with who, who, who Yeah. Will. Uh, there's another guy that moved. I mean, we're losing a lot of people, and we've got to stay here and fight. And a lot of people tell me, Marco, what are you doing? You, you should move to, to one of our states here. But I want to stay and fight. I don't think I'm, I can, my wife is a California native. I don't think I can ever get her out of here. But uh, what we're doing is, you know, we're going to we're going to capitalize on all the work that we did already. I think the biggest push. Uh, was in 2016. Um, if if your audience and you have some time, just hashtag Latinos for Trump, hashtag Marco Gutierrez. Right. Uh, you're going to so see the work that we already did. So we have a lot of people that have already shown interest, and in, we sort of already broke the ice, and a lot of people have had permission to get out of the closet and put their red hat on and you have all these beautiful Latinas wearing the, the hat, the Make America Great Again hat, and I think it's beautiful. And we have, we're doing it in a way that we're not, we're not being offensive to our, to our communities, you know, because yes, I, I mean, we have to face it. There is some people in our communities that are having a hard time with all this, um, this America first. But in, in, in America's defense, everybody knew when they came here, they knew what they were getting into. This is not our country, you know, and we have to abide for these this rules. And I think that a lot of people felt, you know, they were a little, they got too complacent and they felt asleep in their laurels and they thought that they could just do things their own way. And then, But I, I, I don't think that's good for this country because we, a lot of Hispanics live in a subculture um, environment where, shoot, I've met Hispanics that were born here and don't speak English, man. I mean, of course, of course. But I'm going to tell you something. I, I don't, I don't uh, respect the, the fact that if you don't like it here, you know, my mother, used to tell me when I was a kid, if you don't, if you're not comfortable going somewhere and you are not invited or you're, you're there and, and, and you're uncomfortable, and you, then you leave. So the people who don't like the way America is, it's very easy. You can leave. You know, I, I just don't understand that. I would leave. If I hated it here, I would leave and go somewhere else because so I hear that a lot, and it and, and really, really uh, frustrates me because it's like, why stay here if you're not happy? Yeah, and you know what? I think a lot of people, the left and Telemundo, Univision, and yeah. mm-hmm. they're, they're hurting people. And I had a few, uh, you know, encounters with uh, – you know, with George Lopez and with uh, Jorge Ramos and even Jose Ballard from Telemundo, where, where right. I told him, you guys are, you guys are, I mean, I don't know how you guys sleep at night, but there is, 
there is innocent people out there that believe everything you're telling them. My dad is one of them. Every time I have dinner with my dad, I have to, you know, I have to do this one hour of educating him just to uh, uh, get that programming out of his, his mind because they're all just waiting for Trump to be impeached. They're all just waiting for... <laughs> Well, you, 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 you know you 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 know how that went this week. I mean, when 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 Al Green submitted the uh, articles for impeachment, and only ninety five for ninety five Democrats voted for it. I mean, how how embarrassing is that? I mean, you know, you, you're looking at a party that controls Congress. I mean, the House, and 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 they can only get ninety five. I mean, you know, that shows that. There's, they don't have a backbone to really uh, go for the impeachment because it's there's nothing there. So I'm sorry, I just I, I had to throw that in. No, go no, ahead. I sent I, I sent a tweet to Audrey and I said, what do you, what does your kid ask? Does you, do your kid ask you at dinner? Hey, daddy, are you gonna get him this time? <laughs> How can you spend <laughs> eight years? To, <laughs> get, you know? How can yeah, you explain yeah. to this kid? Eight years of failure, you know. Um, but in their mind, this this it works for them. These guys have people that follow them. Um, there, there is, and again, there they know one thing. There's one thing I really I admire as a socialist uh, people. They're good speakers, you know, and they're good salesmen. But people like you and me that have been around, we we can see through that. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, you you have a uh, Hugo Chavez, right? Uh, you have uh, Lopez Obrador, this Mexican uh, president, current president. Mm-hmm. Yes. If you listen to this guy, he can speak for three hours, and, and he's got this hypnotic Obama-like tone where he is just taking you to this place. But one thing that he did that I admire is this guy really went to the heart of Mexico and he got people to participate in this election that hadn't participated for hundreds of years. Kind of like right. Trump, but on the opposite side. But Well, you know, I, I, I always tell people this. Okay, so you're for socialism? Okay. Look at what has happened in Venezuela. Venezuela was a very rich country for a long time. They started the, the socialist garbage that they, they, they started pushing. Hugo Chavez came in, boom. He said, I'm going to give everything for free. I'm going to give you this. I'm going to give you that. You know what? The middle class business people like you, like others, decided, you know we're getting taxed. We're getting, you know, they're, they're, they're taxing us to death. Boom. Let me get the hell out of here. Boom. The tax base won't, goes down. What happens? The result, today's Venezuela. There's not enough money to cover all the socialist programs. So, yes, they do have, they do, they do have a, good ga- uh, a good game when it comes to expressing themselves, but you have to educate yourself. You, you can't just basically, like I tell, my, tell people, you have to really do your research. You can't just basically sit there and, 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 and just because a guy can talk really, really pleasant, you're going to actually believe everything. And that's, I think that's the problem in, in a lot of countries, and it's happening here now. Right. 
and, and, and yeah, and, and uh, I think that, see, here in California, and I, I, I hear all my friends, you know, uh, how do you guys do it there? I just, we fight a lot on TIFA. I did a lot of uh, activism. I do a lot of activism on the street. I have a lot of friends that fight on TIFA. Mm-hmm. But the, the the Antifa that I'm afraid of, I'm not afraid of the Antifa on the streets with the mask on. I'm afraid of the Antifa behind a desk. Right. That's the Antifa that I feel the most here in California. I'm, I'm talking about, you know, the, the PG&E right now. We're fighting PG&E. Um, mm-hmm. These guys are, are a monopoly that has just basically raped our, our citizens here with their energy bills and um you have all this of the city sacramento i mean you, you got somebody got the other day a ticket for driving without a license it was eight thousand dollars by the time he was done oh my god eight thousand dollars <laughs> oh. so, well, tell me if that, tell me that's normal Shoot, no, it's I, not. People are soon are going to start walking, and they're going to throw their cars away. <laughs> well, well, you know what? You, you just brought up an excellent point. That's the intention. Remember, uh, global warming. We got to keep. You know, we, we cannot. Uh, cars are basically exposing all the fossil fuels. You know, so we got to we got to move away from that. So, and again, Gavin Newsom, the current governor of California has to get the money from somewhere because he has to pay and give all the illegals in California everything they want. So, I mean, you, you, your family and everyone who works are the ones that are are paying for that. Yeah. And it's unfortunate because, you know, um, another one, and and this one really gets me. And I've been in a, in a, when, when I went bankrupt, I ended up in rehab. So I've been I've been mm-hmm. a, a cleaning sewer for ten years, eleven years now. Mm-hmm. So I learned a lot about myself, and I learned a lot about patterns and habits of people. And, and, and so when you get a lot of these people that are here legally, and they get a DUI, for, let's say, one of the reasons they don't deport them is because they almost get about thirteen to fifteen thousand dollars out of that, right? If, if you deport them, then you don't get that back. Because of the diversion programs, you get that bracelet in the, in the, on, the, on your ankle, you go to classes, and then they get a DUI every two, three years. So it's, 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 it's for the, and maybe I shouldn't say this too, too out loud, or, you know, I don't want to die of natural causes, but the court system is in it too. Right. Because they could have just deported this person, maybe on the second DUI or third DUI, this person... I mean, that was no accident. This is a habit tool. This is a person that doesn't want to change. Um, well, I'll, I'll say it. I'll say it. I mean, the reason there's sanctuary cities all over our country is basically because they're getting federal funding. There's money coming into these cities. These cities in California and in, in, in New York and everything get money so if they can get as many or more illegals to they're getting money for those individuals. So yeah, it's it's, it's corruption. I mean, there's it's it's real life corruption. I mean that that's something that I would like for Donald Trump and and his administration in the second term to really crack down 
on the sanctuary cities heavy. I know he's going to get the opposition of, of the judges, you know, especially the Ninth Circuit in California, which is basically a, a liberal sh- a shithole uh, for, for, for the court system. But, you know, that's the reason. That you, you're right. I mean, they're getting money for all these things. That's the reason they push it. And they don't want to, you know, they don't want to give that up. Yeah, and then you got you got the public defenders that are getting you know everybody isn't it. I, I went to help a, a friend of mine. I was gonna translate for him, and and when the time came, they they lined him up. There was about seven people that didn't speak Spanish, didn't speak English there. They were all lined up there, uh, and, and they were all saying yes, 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 everything yes, and and. There are. Then the judge didn't say, "Well, I don't want to send you to jail because I don't want the immigration to go and get you." And I'm like, "What? what? What's going on here? You know, like what game are these people playing?" Yeah, it's it's it's, it's out of control. So, uh, so Marco, what, what, what's in store now that that uh, you and 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 your former co-founder are not? Part of Latinos for Trump. What's in store for Marco in regards to organization? What's what's in the agenda for the next? Um, well, one of the things that is unfortunate, and I have found this throughout this four years that I've been doing my activism, is that Hispanics. One of the reasons Hispanics don't have political power is because we we lack that. Um, capacity to unite, you know, um, we get caught up in the little things here and there, and there is, just so that you know, there's about five or six organizations out there that claim to be Latinos for Trump. Um, me, I don't, I don't try to say I'm the founder or I'm the, you know, I hold the, uh, I'm the custodian of Latinos for Trump. I rather, I look at it more of a, like a support group, because of what I went through, um, I know what happens when you profess your, your your love for this country. I know how the left is going to talk to you. So when I see a new, I just talk, I, I just uh, talk up online today, a new Hispanic that's starting to do their activism. I try to be there for them and to be a support. I help them, you know, build a page, bring them into mm-hmm. the into this network that I have created. Uh, because I probably have half a million followers on, on, on all my pages. Um, I, the main reason why uh, we have this separation here, as you call it, but I don't see the separation. Mm-hmm. I think we're just evolving into new things all about. But it was because the Trump campaign created the own Latinos for Trump uh, and that created chaos in our organization. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Uh, I, I'm aware. Okay. So the essentially the the board of the official Latinos of Trump created by Trump. Um, they are people that having st- have established themselves. Um, as I, I could say they're the deep state of the Hispanics. <laughs> and, I, and, I, you know, and, and I say that in a good way. I think that they are the gatekeepers, uh, if you will, of the White House. And, and I appreciate their work. 
me, I'm more like on the ground kind of guy. And, and some people were saying, oh, Marco, you are blacklisted for going to the White House. And, um, because there is, I fight more people on the right than on the left. But my answer to them was always, you know, the White House is the people of the house. Uh, the mm-hmm. people of uh, the house of people. And my my work, I do this work not to go to the White House. I do this work so that Trump remains in the White House. Right. I do this work so that your kids and our kids one day can make it to the White House. So I want to do this at my own capacity. You know, uh, if the Trump campaign didn't reach out to this group in Texas or myself, I trust that they did it for, you know, they had their own reasons. But I, I trust that uh, the work that we have done will be something they can work on, you know, something they can use. Well, I think I've mentioned it to my guest last week, and I'm, uh, I've mentioned it to you. I think the focus, the goal is for Donald Trump to get reelected in 2020. We have to put aside our, you know, personal feelings and focus on it. I mean, that, that's one of the reasons I'm in const- constantly in touch with a lot of people throughout the country, uh, organizing and, and pushing and, and exposing and getting information to the president and to his staff uh, on things to look for. So, yeah, I mean, you know, the differences have to be put as push aside and then focus on the real goal, which is because I'll tell you, and I've told many people, you get a Democrat in 2020 and this is, we're heading in the socialist direction. So, you know, people have a choice, you know, you be capitalist. The, The real fight for 2020 is socialism or capitalism. One of the two. So, that's that's gonna be the, the 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 fight. So you know it's up to it's up to the 64 million Trump supporters that voted for him. The new walk away movement of former Democrats and 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 to get him reelected because you may you know you can like him or dislike him, but the fact is. And this is coming when I spoke to my aunt, who's, who's been a long-time Democrat. She said, "This is I, I, I'm not a Republican, but I, I like the work, the, the work that he has done, especially at the border, trying to protect." You can't. You have to. You, if you really care about your country, which is the United States of America, then basically you have to reelect him again. Your your take. Hello. You know, Ruben, we used to be called the twelve percent uh, of the original Latinos for Trump, which I'm I'm still friends with all of them. Even though we sort of like the first Latinos for Trump broke up uh, in the, uh, 2016 because of my comment with taco trucks on every corner. Um, mm-hmm. But they're still there. Some of them work in the government, and and uh, I. I remember Latino Rebel was one of our biggest uh, opposition there. Yes. It's a radio yes. show. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
they used to call us the 12%. They told us that if we got, if we got uh, the Hispanics to 30%, they would change their, their name. We got to 29. <laughs> we got very close. <laughs> now I see data out there that we're in the 50s, and with all people that do this every day, you know, all these groups out there, Latinos or Trump, Hispanics or Trump, the only reason we, we call that is because the left wanted to sh- say that Trump didn't have minority sports to support minorities. Right. I think we're going to get over 50. I think too. I think, yeah. I think, that, I think that it, uh, the Democratic Party is going to be in for a real awakening. Uh, I think uh, not just the support of Hispanics. I think the support of African-Americans is going to go up. I think this whole, this whole thing with socialism it, it's going to really put them in a position where uh, they don't have, you know, when when you or anyone here who's who came, who's legal, sees, wait a minute, why why are the, are the Democrats taking care of them and not taking care of us or helping us uh, or protecting us? Those people are going to vote. Of course, they're not going to come out out loud and and say it because. You know, most of them live in, in Hispanic communities, and they will be attacked for that. So they'll keep quiet. But I think you're right. Over 50%, I think uh, that, that's going to happen. But anyway, yeah. Uh, yeah it... you have a website uh, where we need to get in touch with you, or Twitter accounts, uh, if you want to start giving them out so our listeners can basically um, – you know, if they want to get in touch with them. Well, it's it's the, the Latinos of Trump Network on, on Facebook, and okay. uh, I'm a Twitter guy. I live in Twitter. You know, uh, that's <laughs> wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. Uh, so you my, haven't my, you you haven't been shadow banned yet in Twitter? You know what shadow? You know what? Is, right? I I have been walking this fine line where I have somehow. <laughs> Somehow I see all my friends being banned left and right, but I try I to just be as objective as I can and just stay in, 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 on topic, you know, and not not fall for the – not get triggered by them because they, they push you. You know, they want you to call them names and <laughs> – Okay. Got it. But I try so, to, to stay – you know, I try to stay I, – I respect I, – I get into – discussions sometimes and I respect their right to, to think different than I do and and I think that's yeah. why I have survived on Twitter. Uh you are a very lucky man. Yeah, you haven't been shadow banned yet. Uh but anyway, so face uh Facebook and and then Twitter and any any uh, uh so w- w- what are what are the next steps? We have uh less than sixty seconds. Uh, for the next uh, couple of months, uh, you, you're, you're working on creating a, a website. Uh, so, you know, what are you your know, plans? You know, I have created this relationship throughout the country that I haven't really um, reached out, and, and I think there's so much potential. Um, so, Definitely. what's what's next? I'm, I'm contacting all these people in Florida, Utah, okay. New York. And, and I Got think it. what works is having these key people on all these states, yeah. And that, that we can just tell 
you know, we share that information, what's going on on the ground. Fantastic. I got to cut. I got to cut. I, I got to right. cut you. Thank you, Marco. Thank you for coming and keep us abreast of what's going on with you. And we'll talk soon. Okay. Thank you again. Awesome. Thank you so much. God bless America. Have a good day. All right. God bless America. And, and we'll have a, another excellent show next week on Broadcast with Politics. Thank you.